0: Welcome back to the Go Luxury Cruiser podcast. It is Tamoy Thalwell, and I'm here with Mark Armbruster. How you doing, Mark? Good, Tamoy. How you doing? I am well. I am excited for our conversation today. I know um, you are going to explain, but I'm I'm excited about the conversation. We're going to be talking about Explore journey, um, Explora Journeys. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, I want to just kind of get into... What the brand is, what this cruise line's all about, kind of educate the uh, audience, the cruise audience, new travelers, new to cruise. Um, I think this is going to be a great product, especially for new to cruise. Um, what, what are your thoughts about Explore Journeys? Explain who is Explore Journeys? What is Explore Journeys?
1: Sure. I, I can. I'm going to answer that with a question. So you yes. think, you know, luxury cruises. You think you do, think again. Yeah. Take what you know about the luxury cruise experience and toss it over your shoulder, or better yet, toss it off the balcony into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. to, to, just to keep the ocean narrative going. Okay, Explorer Journeys is the brainchild of the Aponte family. Now, these are the folks that uh, uh, started the um, MSC group about oh a little over 50 years in 1970 it's about when they got the when they started in the in the shipping business uh with their very first shipping vessel and it has since morphed into what you see today as a conglomerate of shipping companies logistics and then what's probably known the most around here is the european uh mass market cruise line called msc cruises yeah. So that is who the MSC group is. Now here is where things get very very special. the 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 Aponte family wanted to create from scratch an ultra luxury experience that was what the, in the flavor of what they would be looking for, not what somebody else decided for them should be what they want to do. And that is a very discovery and immersive. Type experiential type of travel experience that you don't really get at least to the degree the Apontes would have wanted on the current brands that most of us know out there your Regents, your Silver Sea, your Lloyd, your um, who am I missing? Your uh, Seaborn, the Reborn Crystal, all of those. This is a very Different experience that in a luck in a nutshell is who Explorer is and they are taking this very seriously this has been an extremely thoroughly vetted and thought-out process to deliver a wow experience that encourages and builds upon the the guests expectations and those are things that we will go into a bit more detail of who the ideal client for explorer journeys is, and how I personally believe they will more than resonate with that type of client. And uh, I'm I'm very anxious to board Explorer one and two, uh, when they're when they come down to South Florida, as well as in the when they're in the med uh, later this year.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, you're spot on. And you know, we've been doing a lot of explore training, getting to know the product, getting to know the brand, getting to know the executive team. And and you you had the opportunity. We all kind of hung out together. Um, but, you know, comparing it to a region, a silver sea, the seaborn. I'm not. So those brands obviously cater to luxury. And for me, when I describe explore journeys, you know how to differentiate them it's a, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like a new luxury. And when I say new luxury, I don't mean new money. I just mean new luxury where, um, you know, people are more interested in destination immersion, um, um, uh, well-being, uh, shore excursions, you know, they have some cool excursions like going to, um, what's that piano company? I forget. It's the top Something of my way. head. Steinway, Steinway. you know, yeah, some of their excursions are going to the Steinway, um, uh, uh, headquarters and, you know, just, just differentiating, uh, the, the excursions. And the one thing that stuck out to me was it, all their suites are balconies or verandas. Um, there, everyone has a balcony. And that was one thing that stuck out to me. Um, all the Mm -hmm. suites, all the, all the verandas are as big as entry level, right? All their entry level verandas or suites are as big as some of the bigger suites on these other luxury cruise lines. That was another thing that stuck out. So right right away, as you get on board, everyone's kind of at that premium level. There's, you know, that's that's kind of how I interpret this brand and the experience that I would expect to go on board. There's, there's, they've, they've kind of raised the standards, you know? Um, <laughs> Definitely excited to and I know you're going to host a group in the Caribbean next year, but we'll talk about that as it comes, but mm-hmm. you know what what are some things that you that you've heard or have read and learned that you're excited mm-hmm. about give me a couple of
1: oh sure, well, first of all, the vessel will hold about nine hundred or so guests It's designed yes. to be that so it's on when it comes to luxury, these vessels are going to be on the little larger side, and there's a method to their madness for that sort of thing. Because when you have a slightly larger vessel, that means that you will be—they'll be able to offer the guests exactly the type of experiential service that they are looking to design. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first thing you see is they uh, are when you board a an explorer vessel, the first thing you'll see when you walk in on board the ship is you will not see a center atrium like what you typically might when you Oh, let's say board a celebrity vessel and you've got that giant um, that giant uh, multi story atrium with the enormous chandelier or uh, the crystal vessels which have the beautiful multicolored Almost like a Tiffany lamp atrium with the waterfall and all of that. Nothing is wrong with that. But this is what you see when you look at the pictures, when you board the Explorer one or the Explorer two, it's like you've entered into the lobby of a very contemporary Barcelona hotel. Yes, the ship is deliberately, though it's it's exactly what it is, it's an ultra luxury cruise experience, they are preferring to brand themselves as a ultra luxury floating boutique hotel. Yes, Uh, there is no cruise director on this ship, there's going to be a hotel manager. So right. So that tells me when you walk in, when you look at the picture, you see this beautiful bar. And I cannot wait to sit at that bar with a really good whiskey and rye or, a, or an outstandingly crafted cocktail, or preferably something with gin in it uh, that, that, that's going to set the tone. It reminds me a little of the bar at the Del Mar in Fort Lauderdale, that, that hotel that you know I love in Las Olas in Fort Lauderdale, or something like uh, when you walk into the Fontainebleau or um, the, edition, the the Miami Edition in South, in South Beach. It's that kind of a vibe when you walk on. It's very chic. It's very cosmopolitan. But it's also, because it's got that European roots, it's very inviting. It draws you in. Uh, You right away can feel a sense of serenity. And that is what they're looking to do. Uh, Another thing that's interesting, and you can get this from the symbol, when you look at the Explorer Journey symbol, that is, um, I forget what the word is called, but but it looks a lot like a, a... Is it Sambala, Or it it, it looks like a lotus flower. And there's a reason for that. It's like you are what they're doing is drawing from different experiences and walks in life to sort of a wholeness, um, all inclusive wholeness about what the experience is going to look like. It's going to be very multi sensory uh, and multi experiential. So that's why I said when you walk, when I look at the picture of the the, um, the the central the central area where you board the ship it's very soothing it's like a lobby that just sort of draws you and in instead of pushes you away or gives you a sense of coldness not at all and that's that's very deliberate
0: yeah and i so, like i like yeah. i like um the points that you were making about it feeling homey and wholesome um, you know, I'm looking at their, I'm on the suites. I'm looking at their suites and sorry, I want to mm-hmm. correct myself. They don't call it verandas. Um, it's uh, terraces, uh, ocean right. terrace. Right. So I want to get the language yeah, right. Me, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, let
1: me get that. I'm pulling up the website now. I'm on the website now. Uh, so yeah. are you looking at the, the suites themselves?
0: Correct. And, you know, they, um, they're kind of branding the experience as, you know, like right here it says home at sea. They're, they want you to feel that like you're at home, you know? And so to your point, when you walk on, there's not that big atrium, that great statement that says you're, you know, on a cruise ship, it's more, you're at home, you know, you're at home for the next seven days, you're at home for the next, you know, whatever you could, you know, book back to backs. But um, Mm -hmm. I like that. And, and their, and their suites are residences. You know, I think that speaks Mm -hmm. a lot to what you're talking about. And uh, right. it is family. It is family friendly. Um, there's not going to be crazy, you know, Royal Caribbean style um, uh, kids clubs or anything like that. But I would say that this is more for the, the the seasoned traveler. You know, there's kids. There will be programs, but just not that Royal Caribbean, you know, multi-sensory no, type of uh, experience. But for the for the for the luxury, well-traveled family, definitely appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. And the suites well, just. Know- want to- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, because what I was going to say is looking at these entry level suites, first of all, the colors are very, very striking. There's yeah. the, there is the deliberate choice of wood hues, browns, tans, grays, creams, but done in such a way that continues that warmth and, and drawing you in that you see as soon as you board the vessel uh yeah. i love the choice of the dark colored woods for the and then the in the blue accent pillows everything all tying together it's the you're so it's supposed to evoke a sense of serenity but it's also it's drawing you inward but also drawing you outward let me explain what i mean by that drawing mm-hmm. you in in that it's it that the inward sense of calm serenity peacefulness but drawing you outward because of the large expansive windows it's pushing you towards the sea it's a real sense of multi sensory mindfulness Mindful. and i cannot i can't say the other ultra luxury and boutique luxury vessels do it quite this way And when and here's where things also get interesting. The size of these entry-level suites is 377 square feet. Yeah, that is the size of a a suite on a a, a, a suite on on say Regent or uh, certainly much larger than than what Crystal has to offer. And I cannot speak. I think it's definitely larger than seaborn or Silver Sea. So you've got. Room to breathe. We all know what it is like when we're in a cabin that is 150 or 160 square feet and how and how constricting that can feel, especially if you don't have a balcony or you have an ocean view. Now, that's the other thing. Every suite on this vessel is going to have a balcony. Uh, yeah. Regent cannot say that. Sea cannot say that. Crystal cannot say that. They just simply cannot because there are ocean view, ter- there there are ocean view rooms. Now, they're certainly spacious on those lines, but this is at a different level. So you've got a total of 420 square. Uh, you've got, um, oh my goodness, see, the, the terrace itself is anywhere from 75 to 118 square feet, depending on where the ship it is. So by default, you're already talking about being over 400 square feet. You are playing in... It, in, in this in the suite level where butlers are in the other lines. Now that's the other thing that's nice about this and one thing I dearly appreciate. Everyone on Explorer Journeys has a butler.
0: I'm telling you, and the I, Explorer Journeys it has raised the standard. <laughs> you know yes.
1: They really have, they really have. And if you look on the website and you see the features and what they've done in the bedroom, they've taken it to that level. One of the things that a Explorer likes to do is they want to partner with some of the best of the of the luxury providers that are out there, whether it is for say the linens or the sheets uh, or the fixtures or the, the soaps and lotions you find in the restroom, to the brand of liquors you'll have on board in the different restaurants, so it's an extremely well well thought out ex- experience, I guess for lack of a better word. Uh, everything ties you in, so that notion of drawing you in, drawing you out, even starting in the residences, then going up, I'm sorry, to the suites, and then going up to the residences, it's, it's going to get more and more and more uh, expansive depending on what it is you are looking for as far as, as place for yourself and your and your traveling companions.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh I've been, you know, excited about the the residences, the suites. But another thing mm-hmm. that has um, you know, here at Go Luxury Cruiser, we have a lot of our followings and we've had a few culinary um themed cruises. So this stuck out to me with Explorer, their culinary um program. They have featured chefs that will be in rotation. Um, they have a unique dining venues. Tell me what your thoughts are about um, the culinary experience on explorer journeys.
1: Well, it's that that's where things get interesting. Uh, they are they have uh, several different uh culinary experiences that a person can choose from the bulk of which are already included in the price but they also have others that come at a separate experience fee as opposed to an upcharge an experience fee and there's a there's a reason they say it that way um let's start with what is included Uh, this ship does not have a main dining room nor does it have a buffet and that is distinctly selected to be that way
0: yeah. just
1: to give you an idea of what is included at least the restaurants are um... They are the first is a is a restaurant called Sakura, which is a pan Asian dining. Uh, if you Sakura, it is apparently is Japanese for cherry blossom, which is appropriate. Yep. If I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture of Sakura right now, and you can see the decor reflecting the uh, the cherry blossoms. Um, yes, the in that in it's in a, a three dimensional format, not just a painting on a wall. Again, it's that all about that experience. Draw you in. The the cherry blossom is revered in Japan in Japanese culture, and I appreciate that this is not just going to be Japanese, but also Pan-Asian dining. So that means you'll be able to sample from, say, the likes of the Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia, um, Thailand, mainland China, Korea, and on and on it goes. Uh, Most cruise lines have steakhouses. Well, Explorer is no different, but here's where the difference lies. The steakhouse here is called Marble and Company Grill and it is a redefined European steakhouse experience. So it's not just somebody sizzling up a 30-year a 30-day old ribeye slapping on your plate and throwing on some some charred rosemary and a couple of twigs asparagus and saying bon appetit. It's yeah. <laughs> very different than this. Yes. Uh, the European Steakhouse style of the European restaurant style the Italian dining style the French style is is meant to be convivial it's meant to have a sense of give and take it's meant to experience quality purely over quantity. uh they are let me let me go into this and see if i can see if they show um some of the the um where they're looking to source from uh i know they're going there the the thing right now is is sourcing locally as best as they can
0: yeah yeah
1: and so that means uh some of the let's see oh my goodness some of the best butter that's out there um some of the the highest quality caviar so Mm -hmm with the with the chefs that are on board here it's all about the emotions uh the senses of taste and smell not yeah, just look, I'm, sight
0: I, I, i'm reading uh you know the caviar sustainably produced in italy um in an mm-hmm. area with fresh spring water like you know it's this sounds like it's gonna be phenomenal i was reading on the um in the japanese steakhouse the wagyu is not grilled it's Um, you know, um, uh, torched, you know, with a specific strategy, not so not to ruin the composition of the Wagyu, you know, you're spot on Mm -hmm. with what you're saying about the, um, with the uh, culinary experience. Sorry, I cut you off. I was just, you know, that those, the the description, it just sounds amazing. And just real quick, um, I think Mm -hmm. not having a buffet Um, this 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 style of having different restaurants really does well not that this really compares to a virgin voyage it's a different experience but on virgin voyages they have restaurants like this and the Mm -hmm. um the uh culinary experience is totally elevated so i could only imagine what it would be on uh on explorer journeys where we're actually on a luxury uh, uh vessel so sorry i just wanted to add that yeah
1: Yeah, exactly and what you're thinking of what virgin voyages does is something called the emporium marketplace uh which is um let's see i'm gonna i'm just gonna go and minimize my screen here um for some reason my picture disappeared um what um what, what what virgin voyages has rather than a buffet is a marketplace style and that is exactly what they have, what they're doing here. It's called the Emporium Marketplace, where you're going to go, be able to go through and, um, let's see here. Oh, whoops, I made a mistake. Let me maximize this. The uh, well, you... dining, inspired yeah. by cuisines and flavor from all across the globe. So it's, um, it's, it's a little like where you can come and select from here and select from there, but everything is prepared a la minute. Uh, which is which is what is going to ensure the flavor. So yes. um, I, I can see that as the perfect place to come to enjoy a, a light breakfast or a light lunch. Uh, and again, with a beautiful view of the sea. And then the other restaurants just to go through real quick, the Med Yacht Club. Now this I'm really appreciating. Uh, most cruise lines have a, an Italian restaurant on board and there's nothing wrong with that, but they've decided to take it a little bit differently because of where they they've had the greatest experience in sailing from down through the, down through the the decades. They're looking at celebrating the flavors, not just of Italy, but also of Greece, of Egypt, of North Africa, of Spain. So you, or even France, so you can, or Provence, so you can get a very holistic experience again it's all about the experience it's all about invoking all of the senses not just purely narrowing in on one thing however if that's what you want to do they will accommodate i can only imagine what the onboard pastas are going to be like
0: oh well and, and everything then, is uh, going to be made um fresh on board the pasta fresh pasta is amazing
1: right the other thing they're doing is they they will have a french restaurant called fil rouge uh, global French a tasting tour of French inspired international cuisine. I, again, when I think of, of of hot cuisine, the French style is the penultimate. It's the it's the piece de resistance. It is the magnum opus, and mm-hmm. I see no reason to believe that that won't be the case here. However. Uh, I'm actually going to, uh, and then they have the in-suite dining and things like that. But uh, one of the things they have, where there will be an experience fee, and this ties into the rotation of, uh, of of celebrity chefs in different regions. They will have a restaurant on board called Anthologies, which will feature the rotation of different celebrity chefs on a quarterly basis. And I, now, I like that. A-
0: yeah, I I I real quick. I I I like that they're rotating chefs so that, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't get stale, you know. I know there's a few cruise lines out there who just has their one celebrity chef and, you know, doesn't really add excitement and I think there's a lot of travelers now who are looking for a culinary experience. They're incorporating that, you know, and in, uh, incorporating that part of their trip. So, I think this is a great strategy with uh that explorers is using. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and the, the nice thing about the way uh, Anthology will do this is that because they're asking a, an, an experience fee, it's about 100 euros, which roughly translates to $100. Uh, yeah. I challenge anyone to try to pay a, a mere $100 at the French Laundry or oh, at yeah. Per Se or yeah. at Nomu in, uh, in um, Copenhagen. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. good where were you buy acts for that type of talent and these guest chefs are taking over the kitchens in that restaurant so yeah. again this is where this is where they were where they'll allow the chefs to really shine they'll mm-hmm. have full control over the menu so now you get again the whole multi- sensory experience and then lastly they will have a chef's table um or, and I'm sorry a chef's kitchen Uh, this, this gets into those of us who really want to go ashore with the chef, uh, watch the chef, watch the chef interact with the local vendors and select Mm -hmm. his or hers, uh, ideal, uh, particular fruit, particular vegetable, particular type of fish or meat or cheese or what have you, then bring it on board, show you how to prepare it. Uh, so the culinary classes and have a, and then have a private meal. These are the experiences. Now there are other lines that do this sort of thing but this is going to be elevated to a different level. Again, rotating chefs every quarter, no experience will ever be the same. That means you know when you sail Explorer once, if you like what you saw, it's going to be different the next time around. The whole idea here is discovery. Look for something new, embrace something different, expand the senses. expand the mind, become leave the vessel and the voyage a different person than when you before than who you were before you got on board the vessel. And yeah. I can't say this is going to be quite the same experience for those on other ultra luxury lines, or at least maybe not quite to this degree. That is the push here.
0: Yeah, and you know, I like what you just said there. Every experience, every you know, every quarter they're gonna be re- rotating the, the shafts um, their itineraries and we'll get into their itineraries in a minute, but I just want to add, you know, we have a a few of our clients who are, we have a retirement at sea program, um, that we've launched Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, during the pandemic, you know, some of our clients had to pause on that, but they're getting ready to resume. And I am suggesting explore journeys for that program. Now, just, you know, um, if you, if you calculate, and this would be another topic to get into later, but if you calculate the cost of living as is now, some people are opting to travel um in their retirement years um they some of our clients want to stay on board forever, you know as long as that whatever their definition is or they're they're kind of doing like a snowbird situation in which they stay on board um these cruise ships. but I'm definitely um explore journeys is one of my top uh recommendations just because of what you said. With other cruise lines, and I've been kind of mapping out these itineraries for my clients, we're seeing a lot of repetition. Mm -hmm. In the Caribbean, you're doing your seven-day back and forth, you know, Eastern, Western, Mm -hmm. Western, Western, Eastern. But with Explore Journeys, I've already started creating some of these retirement at sea uh, programs. (laughs) Mm Explore Journeys, literally, you get to travel the world and have a different experience week after week after week. Like, nothing will... Really be repetitive like what you see with the other um, cruise lines right now. So yeah, you know, right. I just wanted to mention that. Right. I, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but Explore Journeys no, is the no. perfect product for that.
1: Right, and that's where I think things get interesting. Uh, this is not going to be your average seven day. Um, round trip Miami, round trip Fort Lauderdale experience. Not yeah. at all. We all know how what those itineraries are like. We all know how tiresome they get, um, because you are only you're only having maybe one full one or two sea days, and you're hitting the same places: Nassau, San Juan, the DR, yeah. and then in the west, Costa Maya, Cozumel, um Ocho Rios. Uh, right this is going a little different than that now some of their Caribbean cruises will stop in the deer but they are not stopping in Puerto Plata there's mm-hmm. or nor are they stopping in uh, I think it's called La romana um, they're stopping in a, in a, at the, the town the, the name escapes me uh, and then when they are in the um there when they're in the Virgin Islands, they're stopping at Virgin Islands. Gorda, one of my favorite islands, if you've never, if if you've seen the Virgin Islands, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. There's nothing quite like Spanish Town and Virgin Gorda going into the baths. These, they are, they're deliberately avoiding mostly going to the ports that everybody knows. I can yeah. only guess what their expo- experiences in the Bahamas are going to like, because I don't recall seeing Nassau as a stop on any of them.
0: No. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, we have uh, we have a couple of groups um, uh, for this year, uh, Miami to Barbados, uh, mm-hmm. but the the stops are not your typical. You know what you see with the other cruise lines, the mass markets. They stop in different um, different uh, ports. I'm just pulling it mm-hmm. up here. Um, there's a Miami to Cartagena, like it's it. That's a six day yeah. cruise. They're I I'm speechless. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking at these itineraries yeah. and it's and it's and yeah, it's I'm and, opening it
1: now.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh and I would I would urge, you know, anyone who wants to kind of get their feet wet two ways. One to get familiar with the Explorer brand and second, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you think that you're ready to taste luxury cruising, Explora their Caribbean itineraries are unique, so you feel you know you're going to go to these different um ports like we just described, but their pricing is f- so fair so for example, I'm looking at the um January fifth, and we have a group on this january fifth twenty twenty four to January eleventh this is Miami to Cartagena six days yeah, that's sorry a six that's yeah a six nights, seven days starting at three thousand dollars per person so Oh my god. So this this, for example, is a great opportunity to one test Explore, get you know, build that confidence in the Explore brand. And then two, if you have if you are a cruiser who frequents the other brands and you're ready to elevate your travel experience, now you're ready to taste luxury this is a great entry price and you should reach out to us. We're going to have our contact information, uh, mark at goluxurycruiser.com, Of course, myself tamoy at goluxury.com, but we'll be able to, you know, kind of get you started and get your feet wet. This, this itinerary, for example, is a great way to, to, to kind of is. get started, you know?
1: Yeah, and there it is. And starting from 3000 price per guest, I should also add Explora has single cabins
0: single cabins, single cabins. So that means so, for, for the cruisers past, you know, cruisers who know cruising and how pricing works, you're not really subjected to that single supplement. You're paying, you know, the full price of a cabin, even though one person's sailing, there's cabins or staterooms, uh, uh, let's call it by the right terminology, residence, um, you know, suites specifically made for solo travelers. And then obviously the correct. rates will reflect that accordingly.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's the magical realism, of Miami, Santa Marta, and Cartagena. This is a Colombia intensive voyage, uh, yes. and this is uh, this is where things get really interesting. Uh, if you look at this, as soon as you sail out of Miami, you have a sea day, and guess what you hit? Grand Turk. I've been to Grand Turk. This is a very. If if I had to pick an island uh, for for its serenity's sake, you cannot do much better than Grand Turk. I can yeah. only imagine this is what Paradise Island and Nassau used to be like forty years ago so they're they're stopping in Grand Turk and then they and then they head south splitting between um Hispaniola which is where Haiti and the dr are in Cuba and going straight to Santa Mar what is this here Santa Marta on the coast of Colombia and then um, docking in uh Cartagena and overnighting so you're not just landing in Cartagena and say and then saying goodbye to everybody and then leaving the ship uh, Cartagena is is considered the the one of the most beautiful cities of Colombia right there on the Caribbean Sea. Yeah. Loaded with culture, loaded with great shopping, loaded with all the things that you are looking for. This is for the folks that want, that really can't take more than a week, if you will, but want to see the Caribbean, but don't want to see what they know they can see when they book with everybody else. These are, this is a, brilliantly constructed itinerary. Uh, I would jump up, personally, I would jump all over this. I would love to see Cartagena and enjoy a a day or two in that town. I can only imagine what the tours are like or what I personally would want to do. This this evokes the sense of discovery and exploration uh, to just to see what the locals are doing. There is a pulse in Colombian culture itself of can-doism of of entrepreneurship of breaking new mold of building new lives new everything and you would see that in a place like Cartagena, where you get to know folks from that are maybe with the local chambers of commerce or whatever the equivalent down there is people who are starting new restaurants people who are starting new galleries new artists new musicians Everything that I know and, and from what I believe Explore is about is going to be drawn to doing things like this here in Cartagena. And then I'm looking at some of the other itineraries here. This is one interesting. It's a six-night, seven-night sailing from Barbados, to, from, from, um, Barbados up to San Juan. Uh, and these are some great islands. They're stopping in Dominica, then going down to St. Lucia, and then up to Guadalupe, uh, and then St. Barts. Uh, not many cruise ships are that are U.S. based stop in Guadeloupe. Yep. Not many. Yeah. Or Martinique, and, but these folks and, are. And, yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say to your point when you talked about um, these are not. I mean, you there are longer itineraries, but those ones specifically six mm-hmm. nights, seven days. I talked about mm-hmm. um, new luxury, right? New luxury mm-hmm. for me, and I think what this cruise line is kind of moving towards is not necessarily mm-hmm. the retiree who has time, you know, to travel forever, right? You know, longer trips, mm-hmm. new luxury right. are, you know, entrepreneurs, people who work from home, people who are semi-retired. Mm-hmm. And so these short itineraries are perfect because yeah, I, me personally, you know, I could, I could travel luxury. I may leave, mm-hmm. you know, for a week, but I still run a business. Maybe I can't leave for 14 days, 30 days, but I could right. take a quick luxury trip, you know, 7 days. And and at these mm-hmm. prices, if I was to try to go and replicate this, you know, with you know, what they say backpacking or staying at a hotel, I'm spending more than, you know, the these 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 fares, right? You got to think about accommodation, you got to think about food and at these high elevated um uh menu items and 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 themed culinary um experiences, there's no way that you would be able to replicate this you know by land and air uh and and get these pricing this these amazing pricing so this is just agree, exciting right? yeah you know yeah and i'm i'm, yeah. I'm, looking, and I'm at this... looking at this yeah go ahead go ahead
1: yeah i'm i'm looking at the 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 the, the back to back round trip barbados to barbados um i should add for the folks that you really want to look at a caribbean sailing unlike any other Barbados is probably the best-kept secret for this sort of thing. Yes. They're, they have a 12-night, 13-day sailing, um, which is the which goes to Puerto Rico, then turns right around and comes right back to Barbados, and now you're hitting uh, Spanish Town in, um, in Virgin Gorda in the BVI. I've already told you that's one of my favorite places. If you have never seen the baths on Virgin Gorda, you are sorely missing out. That is, you can imagine what it was like a few hundred years ago being a pirate and hi, finding a place to hide your booty. <laughs> that's, that's what the baths are so much like. Uh, and you're hitting uh, you're sitting, hitting St. Kitts. Now, St. Kitts, I know, is a, a more common port, but you're also yep. going to St. John's and Antigua and then St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I've heard that the St. Vincent and the Grenadines give the British the Virgin Islands a run for their money just for the sheer beauty. Uh, and I can only imagine what the spices might be like on these uh-huh. islands. When I think yeah. of going to these islands. I want my senses awakened. I want to see vibrant colors. I want to smell uh, uh, rich smells and taste taste incredibly fresh things. These are exactly the type of islands you're going to get this on for the most part. Uh, San Juan, I know, is a common port, but there is nothing quite like Old Town San Juan. I cannot praise that location enough. So uh, again, um, a a 12, for those who can pull it off, a 12 night sailing in the Caribbean round trip out of Barbados, you really cannot go wrong with that. And for those that are on the East Coast or down in South Florida, Barbados is extremely easy to get to, it's a three and a half hour ride nonstop on American right out of Miami. And they have two of them, two of them a day. I've done it before. Uh, This is quite some time ago, uh, but I know how easy it is to get there. Likewise for folks further up north round trip out of New York, also out of Charlotte, right into Barbados. So yes. it's so the access is easy, uh, unlike some of the more uh, European uh, focused islands like Guadeloupe and Martinique, where you're not going to find the non stops from the from the from the US, you would from say places like London and Paris. But again, the point is, is that this is you think you know, Caribbean think again, you think you know luxury, think again, uh, expect to have your senses awakened on a sailing like this. Yeah, um, and that's just January of twenty twenty
0: four. Yeah, and I w- I would urge people. You know, I've been I said it just a little while ago. If you are a one, well, if you're new to cruise, definitely this is an affordable option. Don't w- don't let the word luxury intimidate you. You know, um, mm-hmm. the word luxury here is just is just to help you understand that you're going to have an elevated experience. These fares are definitely affordable um for someone who's used to traveling who who um prioritizes traveling who prioritizes prioritize exploring these fares are definitely comparable to you know so don't let the word luxury um intimidate you and then also to the to the cruiser to the, to the person that takes 2 3 cruises a year on some of these other you know premium contemporary brand again these fares, you will find fares comparable to what you would pay on a, a, con- a contemporary brand uh, here with Explora. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely, I'm telling you, there is an opportunity here to have a t- to elevate your travel experience, to tap into what it feels like to be on a, a luxury brand. Definitely reach out mm-hmm. to us so that we could help you. You know, we could find options that, you know, accommodate a budget. There's plenty of options here. Um, right. Yeah. That, you know.
1: Now you touched on the the sailing from Miami down to Cartagena. The yep. single fare is thirty four fifty.
0: Right. So if you were to sell uh, on a, you know, another cruise line who did not have uh, uh, solo cabins, you would be paying a, a single supplement, and usually that's you know it could be up to one hundred percent. So, what was it? Mm-hmm. Thirty four fifty, you said, for example. Yeah,
1: thirty four fifty. So the three thousand you quoted earlier is double occupancy in the entry-level stateroom. I can't even call it an entry-level stateroom because it's really an entry-level suite. Uh, 400 square foot plus suite, 400 square foot plus suite, including the balcony, Uh, and you're getting butler service. Now, just to put the pricing a little bit into perspective why selling at this level is uh, an incredible value. Uh, you you take a competitive line first of all. Good luck finding one that has an itinerary quite like this. I yep. don't think you will. Uh, so you take a seven night Eastern Caribbean sailing round trip, say out of Fort Lauderdale, hitting say St. Thomas, Puerto Rico, the the Bahamas, and, and a cruise line's private island or anything like that. Um, you might be looking at nineteen hundred dollars per person for that type of experience. Okay, yep. now what else we have to add on? You have to add in the beverage package. You also have yes. to add in the,
0: gratuities.
1: Um, the, the Wi-Fi. Guess what? And the gratuities, the Wi-Fi um, going into the thermal suite on the spa, and we haven't even discussed what the thermal suite is like. For those oh. of you who have sailed who know what a thermal suite is, you think you know a thermal suite? Think again. This one has taken the best of every other cruise lines out there. You've got the snow room, the, the heated concrete loungers. You've got the, the, uh, experiential showers, the Thalassa therapy pool, the salt cave, the ice room. I, I may have said the ice room already. The point is, is that it's already included. If you were to do this on a competitive premium cruise line, you've just about hit the $6,000 yes. price point for two. You probably exactly. just have hit it. Guess what? The nice thing about luxury is that everything is included, including exactly. the bulk of your liquor uh, if the, if you enjoy drinking. So what that means is unless you are really looking to splurge on top shelf uh, spirits or very rare wines or buying bespoke spa treatments, you don't have to worry about any of this with Explorer. Now they will charge for the shore experiences. Those are not bundled in and they deliberately did it that way. And I think there's some sensibility in that um, because that way you can choose to do the discovering, the discoveries on your own or let some experts do the help you with the discovering. Yes. The way I understand these, these, these onshore excursions are, uh, and this is from what uh, the, the folks at Explorer have told me, the bulk of the other cruise lines typically pick from the same five tour operators. Yes. Um, and, and maybe he was referring mostly to the Mediterranean, but I'm sure it's the same thing with here in the Caribbean. Everybody is essentially booking tours from the same places. They are mm-hmm. deliberately going out of their way not to do this sort of thing. And good luck pulling that off in on this particular sailing in Santa Marta or Cartagena. Not common ports. Everything well, to... is going to
0: be... Oh, are you there? I'm here. Oh, sorry. I thought the audio cut out. Um, but to that point, um, when you're on a luxury ship and you pick a shore excursion that the... Cont- you know, that was curated by the same, uh, travel tour companies that provides excursions for the contemporary brands. When you pull up in port, although you were on a luxury ship, now you're at port with, um, you know, the thousands of people that just got off a contemporary ship. So now your experience (laughs) off ship, you know, at shore is kind of muddied, right? Because yeah, although you came off a luxury ship, you're still at port, the same port as you know the one, this the, as the um, the people that just came off a contemporary ship. So now, right. with these with the with these curated um, uh, experiences that Explorer has picked out, you're gonna kind of avoid that. You're not gonna get off the ship into these ports and on in these experiences and be muddled with all you know thousands of people, which all again exactly. elevates your travel experience. Okay.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and I know that when I'm going to want to host a group on one of these particular voyages, and I know we're just looking at January of 2024 here, uh, it is exactly that. I want to go into the markets. I want to go onto a plantation or someplace where, say, nutmeg or allspice are harvested, um, where you can where coffee beans are sourced from, a cacao beans, that type of a thing. Because now you're smelling the. I, I want them to encourages all to take handfuls of the rich rich tropical soil and take a sniff because for those of us who who love a fine wine we know that when we taste the wine we taste the soil that that is that, it was, that the, the the grapes were grown in you taste the the weather if you will uh, yeah. and, and the climate you are tasting all of these wonderful notes and that's all about what you're getting here you're you're tasting the, the, the place you're going to. You're smelling, you're, you're feeling, you're sensing, you're connecting in a way that builds upon the draw you in, draws you out sense when you walk under the vessel. Like I was saying earlier, you walk on board the ship. the 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 central check-in area with the bar draws you in you feel like you're in that barcelona hotel but then as soon as you step in the room you're drawn you're drawn back out and yet that push pull yin yang works and it's all about awakening the sense of discovery and you're coming off the vessel a different person a better person than when you went on board i can't say this for most of the other cruises that i've been on where i've had a very good time but yeah. this is one where you really, truly, I think you truly grow as an individual.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, this yeah. uh, This episode was really just to kind of get you guys thinking about Explora. This was a, you know, we talked about a lot of things. Um, we're going to be right. doing a lot of Explorer Journeys. It's one of our favorite uh, cruise mm-hmm. um, lines Our brands. We really believe in the brand. Um, mm-hmm. Mark is an expert with Explorer Journeys. Uh, so we're, we're going to have a series. We're going to start a series. Uh, we're going to get more into the, uh, wellness, more into the destinations, mm-hmm. more into specific itineraries. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's it for this episode. We just kind of want to, to get your, pique your interest. If you guys have any questions about Explore Journeys, reach out to Mark. Mark, uh, give him your, your email.
1: Yeah. It's Mark M A R C at go
0: Yes. And, um, you could, uh, visit, if you visit our website, go dot and you submit a form that way. You know, if you want to speak specifically to to Mark, just mention that we'll pass you along. But of course, you know, take a look at our website. We do have group space on, um, Explora. We do encourage you guys to really, you know, really give it some thought and speak to, to Mark, speak to myself. We'll, we'll kind of get your, we'll kind of help you navigate into this new cruise brand. I know sometimes, especially, um, cruisers who are used to specific brands that are out there right now hesitate to try something new but you know we really believe in the brand we've spent time getting to know the executive team and you know how they're um understanding how they're running it and you know there's this is i think uh, it is is a great option you know so
1: yeah well i wanted to touch on a little bit the, the the ideal uh one of the ideal types of uh cruisers that would find explorer journey so enticing and that is one it would be the season cruiser who knows what luxury cruising or at least thinks they know what luxury Mm -hmm. cruising is like but want to do something different they don't want to see the mass-produced shows they don't want to uh see the the same cruise director or the same buffets they they want something that is going to push them to experience the ocean and back in a way that they're not typically, they might not typically have done before. The kind of folks that would go new port and want to walk away from that port having discovered a new artist, something yes. new, a new restaurant, a new yes. type of food. It's all about the discovery. It's also for the folks that may never have cruised before who want to try something different, but don't want the cruise experience that you see advertised everywhere with the water slides and and the children having fun or that floating resort experience, not that there's anything wrong with that, per se, that is that type of experience. This is different. These are for the folks that are that are either well traveled or want to be well traveled, but who want to do an experience more, they're looking to go beyond, to go deeper, to go more intensive and to have a holistic experience where everything is all like the mandala, I think that's the word, which is the symbol of the, uh, of Explorer Journeys, drawing from everything, a little bit of the spiritual, a little bit of the holistic, a little bit of the, um, the, the culinary, the, the, the drinks on board, the relaxation, the spa, the fitness center, all of these things are all playing into each other. And as we have further conversations about Explorer, we'll go more into detail about what the onboard experience is going to be like. This is I have seen enough in the luxury space to know this is very different, very, very different. So prepare to have your minds expanded and to come away um, a better person than when you went
0: on board. Yes, you said it perfectly. Um, again, guys, you know, reach out to us. Visit www.goLuxuryCruiser.com. You can reach out to Mark uh, specifically. You can reach out to myself, Tamoi. GoLuxuryCruiser.com. We'll have all that information down below. Um, thanks again for stopping by and listening. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, follow us along. We're going to be doing this regularly, starting our video series um, for 2023 and beyond. We're going to have uh, cruise line, um, executives featured on this podcast, which will be exciting. Um, but thanks for listening guys and take care. That's it for now. Safe travels.
1: Yep. Thanks.